welcome to the Positivity and Prosperity Podcast. If you're ready for a dose of inspiration and insight, then you've come to the right place. My name is Victoria Maskell and I'm a psychotherapist, mindset coach and positivity practitioner. I help women just like you to have their own Cinderella stories and transform their mindsets to make their dreams a reality. So if you're a coach, an entrepreneur, or just looking to up-level your life, then this is the podcast for you. I'm going to be talking all things money mindset, manifesting your dream life, and how to use your subconscious to achieve anything you set your mind to. I'm going to be filling these podcast episodes with stories and inspiration for you, things to make you smile, feel supported, and get ready to crush your goals and manifest your dreams. There is no such thing as a coincidence in life. So just by listening to this podcast, you are one step closer to making your dream life, business, and mindset a reality. So if you're ready for today's dose of positivity and prosperity, then let's dive in. Okay, so today is the first episode of a really exciting series that Annika and I are going to do on the Positivity and Prosperity podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about how we actually came to meet each other. And we're going to share some really exciting manifestation insights. So if you haven't already listened to Annika's episode, I really, really encourage you to go and listen to her episode where she talks about who she helps, how she's amazing because she is. Is and <laughs> what is her kind of superpower? So I really suggest you go and check that out so you can listen to Annika talk about that. But for today, we are going to have a manifesting conversation. But Annika, do you want to just introduce yourself a little bit if in case anyone hasn't had a chance to check out your episode yet? Yep. So my name's Annika. Um, my business is called Coaching by Annika. Uh, and I'm a health and mindset coach specializing in alcohol-free living. And I support women. Um, in raising their vibrations through releasing addictive patterns to manifest their dream lives. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Right. I'm so excited for this. So I want to tell everyone a little story. Um, and I'm not sure how much of this you actually know, Annika, because you were kind of part of it without realizing. So back in now, when was it? I think it was 2017. I think it was the summer maybe ish of 2017 I was sat in my car and I was waiting for my friend and I got a message from my friend in Dubai who said oh my goodness Victoria I'm just sat here with my friend hint this is Annika um, and she has talked about this book I think you're gonna love it and it turned out to be the Pam Grout book E Squared now, if you've listened to this episode, sorry, this podcast, you'll know that I'm always going on about E squared and E cubed and how they're amazing books. And I recommend them to anyone. But Annika, you actually told Sophie about it. And then Sophie told me about it. And I downloaded it in the car and got it on Audible. And I actually think that was really pivotal to my manifestation journey. So I don't know if you knew that, but I oh, wanted to say thank you. Thanks so much. You were we we manifested each other maybe without realizing. And then Flash forward to, wait, was it the beginning of this year? Was it 2021 that we actually properly spoke? No, I think it was 2020. I think it was the summer of 2020. Okay. I literally I have no, I have no concept of time, but 
basically we have a mutual friend she said I think you two would just get on so well and pretty much the rest is history if we haven't sent each other a voice note on, on a day we just have to check in that the each, each other is fine because yeah. we, we, and and we actually met so um Annika has moved back from Dubai and she's moved back to the UK and we met in Birmingham for lunch didn't we yeah and part of what we're going to talk about in today's episode came up in the conversation we were having and we were like oh my gosh, no one talks about this with manifestation. Wait a minute, we need to do this as a podcast episode. And now here we are, we're doing our manifestation chats. Um, And yeah, so today's episode, we're going to be touching on a little tip for you to increase your manifesting powers that you might not have considered. So right, where should we start, Annika? So the conversation um, started because I think you and I had talked previously on one of our many voice voice note <laughs> continual dialogues that we were having yeah. today. Um, and it gets talked about a lot in this kind of health and wellness space is this difference between being an extrovert and an introvert. And certainly in the alcohol free space, a lot of people talk about how in modern society we value extroversion and lots of people when they get sober talk about how they realize that they're actually not an extrovert and that they're an introvert and uh we were having this discussion over lunch where we were like I don't really think it's quite like that Mm. um yeah do you want me to continue or did you want to say I wanted to just jump in and say I wonder what people think who are listening to this episode what they think is extroversion what they Mm. think is introversion because when I very first thought about this, I was like, what do I think is extroversion? Hmm. I think an extrovert is someone who's outgoing, someone who socializes, someone who's loud, chatty, bubbly. And therefore, this is this is like my thought process. I was like, well, does then that mean an introvert is shy and is quiet and is sort of reserved? And I was like, I don't think that's true. But I bet loads of people think that is the um, yeah. definition. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's what probably um, causes people to value extroversion. Whereas I would say, and correct me if you think if you've got a slightly different um, opinion, Victoria, but I would say that actually extroversion is is, is to do with how you charge your batteries. Mm -hmm. So if you're an extrovert, you charge your batteries from external sources from other people. And if you're an introvert, you charge your batteries by being on your own. So people who are very introverted will find socializing with big groups of people actually really really exhausting um and they'll come home and feel drained whereas if you're very extroverted you'll come home and feel like your batteries recharge from that situation yeah and i would completely agree with that and i but i don't think that's talked about Mm -hmm. i think what we perceive is extroverts are confident introverts are shy if you think about in in schools or in the workplace a lot of the time there is um encouragement for people to speak up to put their hand up to put their hand in to say something and if someone is introverted or if someone doesn't want to do that they might get labeled as introverted and that sometimes I think is seen as a problem it's seen as like oh well you need to step things up you need to be more confident or almost like you need to be more something else and I think that's really damaging yeah I also think as well um it doesn't necessarily have to be about confidence because I know people and I'm thinking of somebody we know 
um, who are very, very confident and very bubbly and everyone loves to be around them, but they would call themselves introverts because they recharge their batteries by being on their own. So I do think it's, for some reason, we've been taught to confuse confidence with extroversion and introversion. And I I think confidence is is a very separate thing. Oh, massively. I completely agree. And I think that's why it's really interesting that we're talking about it today. And we're going to link it to manifestation because hopefully we're breaking down some barriers. And I know there are some people who listen to this that are in their late teens or early 20s, and they might be feeling that sort of Oh, I don't feel like I quite fit in because I think I'm introverted, but I feel I should be extroverted. And and in the previous episode, Annika and I, when we were talking, we were talking about alcohol and that sort of feeling of, well, if I don't drink, how am I going to have a good time? I need to be out there. I need to be chatty. I need to be that extroverted person. But, you know, we broke that down. And again, go and check that episode out. I've just looked at my microphone and Anna can can see I've just looked at my microphone to do that. I feel like my microphone is everyone listening. They're down here and I'm just I'm really talking to them. (laughs) Hi, everyone listening. (laughs) Right. So let me ask you then, would where do you feel you are on the spectrum? Do you feel you are an extrovert, an introvert or something else? Well, very interesting question. I think the reason that I came to to question whether you know this idea of introversion or extroversion through my my own movement in this area I'd say when I was a teenager and in my 20s I was an extrovert in that I wasn't very good at being on my own um I loved my friendship group I poured my heart and soul into my friendship group but I recharged my batteries from them um and in an unhealthy way because I remember um for example, after having like a really big part birthday party in the summer holiday, feeling like I really used to crash the next day because I was so dependent on my friend's energy that when I didn't have it, I felt like an empty shell a little bit. And I noticed it kind of, um, it caused me to be quite up and down with my emotions. Yeah. Um, and I've definitely noticed a huge shift as I've got older. I think everyone would call me extroverted because I'm really confident and loud. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I definitely have um, noticed a shift. And you're the one, Victoria, actually, that taught me this term, which I'd never considered before, which is ambivert. So would you like to say, Victoria, what what that term means to you? (laughs) So it came about, it's it's obviously not a term I've made up, but it (laughs) understanding it came about because I couldn't put myself in an extroverted box or an introverted box and I just thought well there are times when I want to be the life and soul of a party and I want to have a dinner party I want to have people around and I want to chat to everyone and and other times where I want to close the door and say no one talk to me I need my own space I need that so my understanding of ambivert, and again, there may be other kind of psychological definitions, is someone who maybe chooses where they get their energy from based on what they need. So I'm an only child, and I obviously grew up in what I would describe as quite a quiet household. If you're the kind of person that's got two, three, four plus siblings, I imagine you're not going to describe your house like that. So I was used to spending time on my own, but also loved going to see my friends, going to school, but I had to have both. 
So I think an ambivert is someone who can get their energy from being around people, but can also maybe take their own time and they don't have to rely on other people. What, what would you yeah. say is your, your kind of understanding of it? Well, when you explained this term to me, Victoria, I really it really resonated with me. And it really, this is what kind of led into our conversation where, where we kind of felt like some light bulbs were going off because yeah. um, I, it made me feel like I don't know why society values extroversion so much. Because if we're thinking about this idea of charging your batteries from, from other people, that isn't actually healthy. Um, from a spiritual energetic perspective if we are able to recharge ourselves by connecting in with source energy and not relying on other people that is a healthy way of regenerating your energy and um, stops us from being what can i've heard referred to as a, um, an energy vampire oh. you know these friends that just suck your energy yeah i mean that is not being in an empowered spiritual manifesting place is it so when you think of it like that you actually think wow no like being an introvert is surely that's the better one and then you go a little bit further and you think well no we are tribal beings we are social beings we're put on this earth to be sociable so actually a healthy balance of both is is um is probably a really good place to be and then when we sort of started talking about it more and talking about how you change as you heal um and we started coming up with this idea that is perhaps being an ambivert a, a sign of being in a really really healed state mm-hmm. um do you want to add a bit more about what that means to you victoria yeah and i think so i i love having my own space a hundred percent i crave it i need to be able to shut the door on things but i've noticed that sometimes it's not good for me because I then get into a state where I almost get into my own head too much Mm -hmm. and if I'm not in a place to be doing you know the meditations or the journaling or whatever I find that I need to get out of my own self a little bit and kind of get into seeing other people and being part of that but I think when you're healed and obviously we'll maybe we'll talk about what we what healing means to us in a second but like you you know yourself you know your triggers, you're aware aware of things. It's this awareness again, it's this clarity. And you can kind of go, hmm, what do I need right now? Okay, maybe I do really crave being around people, but not because I'm lacking something, just Mm. because I know that that's gonna be a really positive experience right now. And equally, you're able to go, do you know what? I think I've reached my quota. I need a bit of time for me. I need to reflect. I don't want to just be numbing with other people or numbing by not being with people because it can go both ways, I think. So I think for me, being healed doesn't mean doesn't mean you are perfect. It doesn't mean you don't have problems. It doesn't mean you don't have triggers. It means that you understand what it means to be you and be human and go, oh, that made me feel really upset. Why? Oh, what could be the trigger? Where did that come from? How can I work on that? And I know you and I talk about this a lot. We'll send each other voice notes of like, so this happened today and it really triggered me. And I've taken a second and I think it's because of this, this and this. And and I think that is really healthy. But I'd love to know what you think is like, what what is healing for you or being healed? Yeah, I think it's important to say at this point that we are never completely healed. We are never a finished project yeah. and that our healing is something that goes on our whole lives and that we are continually adding to. And it's a part of our human experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no kind of guilt or shame attached to, oh, why am I not healed yet? 
But when you um, you kind of have a choice as a human being to go on a healing journey or to not. And if you don't want to, that's cool. That's your choice. And you're probably going to choose a lot of numbing behaviors instead, because we all have things that we need to heal um, from our own childhood experiences, but also from our epigenetics, from our generational trauma. Um, And if you choose to go on a healing journey, then what you're choosing is to tune into your triggers, as you say, and to pay attention, um, to understand the different parts of yourself and to kind of show up when things show up. So when your guidance system turns your inner fire alarm on by triggering, (laughs) you have to go, oh, hang on a minute. Let me just see. Let's look at the circuit board. What's what's showing up for me here okay what tools have I got in my toolbox to to heal this and and it's kind of like crocodiles at the fair I suppose and that we're always bashing down something thing something that needs to be healed and often we're looking at different elements of the same thing um but yeah the more and more you do that obviously that means that you're upgrading all the time throughout your life things get better and better and I think that what you were saying that the tools bit is so important because the whole idea of facing something that makes you feel scared, guilty, shameful, frightened, whatever, that in itself is really scary. Unless you feel like you've got the tools, you've got the support, whether you've got a coach, whether you're in a group program, whether you know you just have, whether this is journaling, meditation, BWRT, whatever, if you feel you've got those on your side, it's not scary. Yeah. I remember um, we had a conversation. I was like, Annika, this is really bothering me. And I know I keep talking about it, but I don't know why this is coming up. And without going into all the specifics, I realized that it was a feeling of not being heard. And I was like, why don't I feel heard? And clearly I'm quite a chatty person. Um, if you've listened to other episodes, you know that one of my nicknames at school was Miss BT and BT was like British Telecom. So the, the phone service, because <laughs> I was literally always talking. Like school reports would probably say, Victoria would get a lot more done if she could stop talking. So, <laughs> but I obviously somewhere had felt this, but I know this is one of the things you helped me with, with the voice notes and stuff to go, hmm, where's that come from? What's that showing me? What do I want to do about it? And I could just see it from a completely different perspective. It wasn't like, oh my God, I'm feeling really insert negative emotion. Ah, quick need to go and do something else. It was hmm, almost like you can see it from a neutral observer. You can look at it. I think as well, um, when we start to change our perspective about how, what our triggers are, you, you turn what used to be oh god I'm having the worst day I hate my life mm-hmm. to seeing uncomfortable emotions as being really helpful and when you see them as being really really helpful it allows you to stand back objectively and go oh what's this showing me I mean obviously like we're all human so you might have the initial I'm just gonna cry into a pillow um, <laughs> yeah. I, I you know have a little meltdown yeah. and then you let it move through you then you can be like hang on a minute what is this showing me? I mean, I um, have uh, in my adult life developed rosacea, which is really something that I've I've struggled with because when I get really, really anxious, my face just goes really red. 
Um, and I feel like it's probably from years of ignoring myself that my body's like, excuse me, I'm trying to tell you something. You need to, <laughs> need to listen. Yeah, it's like yeah. a black. My literally, my fire alarm system has become <laughs> external, um, and it's it's forcing me to be like you. I think you need to journal this because something's not right. Yeah, I saw this um, really good post on Instagram that was it was talking about anxiety and it was talking about physical symptoms. And the only bit I disagreed with was well, slightly disagreed with is they used the phrase um, "it's wrong." They said it's wrong to say anxiety is all in the mind, and so. And the reason I say I did, I slightly disagreed is completely anxiety is a physiological response that produces physical symptoms. They are very real. They were talking about like, you know, IBS, gut problems, rosacea, all of these sorts of things. But the problem is not necessarily the gut. It's the anxiety. And that is a psychological experience Mm -hmm. that you can work on and heal. And obviously with the right support and the right nutritionist, if necessary, and all of that, where was I going with this? Yes. Um, But it's, I think everyone has their own thing. So some people get, you know, really tight knotting sensations in their stomach. Some people get heartburn, some people get dry skin, some people blush, some people, and they might not even be linking that to something that could be healed because I feel like I'm taking this off on a tangent, but I'll just go with it for a second. I feel like, and I'm sure we've spoken about this, whilst I am 100% not saying don't go to the doctors, don't take medication, I'm not saying that at all. I know in my personal experience, there have been things in my life where I've gone, oh, something's not right, I must go to a doctor. And the doctor's kind of gone, I think you're fine. Um, Do you want to have some steroid cream or or whatever it is? And I'm like, okay. And actually, it wasn't physical. It was psychological. It was my body going, something you need to heal, something you need to work on. Uh, You're not listening. So I'm going to produce a physical symptom so that you do listen. Um, And I say that through my experience, like my, um, the reason I started my business and became a hypnotherapist at the start was because of the anxiety I I was experiencing that was producing a physical feeling in my throat. I was convinced there was something stuck in my throat, but there wasn't. I could have, I would have sworn blind that there was something, but there wasn't. It was the, my mind creating a feeling of you're not listening to why you're feeling anxious. So I'm going to give you a symptom. Um, and I don't know if you kind of want to say anything about that, but I just think it's important to talk about. Yeah. And um, I mean, I've had lots of experience in my life where stress has created physical symptoms. I think the, the upsetting thing about this is that when it happens, some people, um, I mean, at the time I was very, very anxious and people around me saying, oh, it's all in your head. It's not like you're, you genuinely get ill from being really, really, really stressed. Like stress creates illness. Um, I think it was Kyle Gray recently. He was doing um, some crystal training that I tuned into and he said, and I completely agree with this. And there is a lot of research that backs this up, that obviously our body knows how to heal itself. Um are, you know, you all you have to do is cut yourself to not that I'm suggesting anyone does that, but if, yeah. if you accidentally cut yourself, you you see very quickly how your body can heal itself all by itself. Yeah. Um, and this does go for all sorts of illnesses. Um, and really the key to allowing your body to do that is to be in a state of relaxation. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you really, really, really relax and put yourself in alignment, your body can heal all sorts of things. Um, I know Louise Hay um, was a very 
big um, kind of spokesperson about this because she she healed herself from cancer, as far as I understand, through yeah. being able to use positive affirmations and to put herself into a relaxed state. And there are lots of other stories of people who've done similar things. It's actually incredible. So it could be argued that all disease begins in the mind. Uh, our minds and bodies are so connected. And what I mean, all the research they're doing on epigenetics at the moment and how certain genes get switched on and off um, due to our, our limiting beliefs and how we talk to ourselves. It's fascinating. Yeah, I agree. And I think just to sort of summarize that bit, neither of us are saying shun Western medicine. No, we're just saying, how exciting is it to learn more about how amazing our minds are at healing things? Mm, and actually that, that to me is like one of the most exciting things. It's like, mm. wait a minute, I get to have more control over this. I get to, it's like the whole thing with manifestation. My view of manifestation is this is the most exciting thing ever because I get to have more control. I get to go I can choose what shows up in my life. I can have a, an in, incredible power to be like, I want to be happy. I want to have this. I want to do that. I can manifest that. And to me, that is just like a little bit mind blowing. So yeah. exciting because it's, I, I think you use a, a better phrase in this, but it is like tapping into your power and actually yeah. understanding what that means. Standing in your power, 100%. Um, and I, I mean, one of my favorite word ever is magic. I think when you understand how manifestation works, how your energy works, how the universe works, not that we'll ever fully understand that, but the more you explore this, the more life becomes magical. I think it was Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl has some good quotes. He's got a quote. Those who don't believe in magic will never find it. Oh, it gives me goosebumps. (laughs) It gives me goosebumps because if you think about Roald Dahl, I can't say his name, Roald Dahl as as an actor, as an actor, as an author, writer, his books are a little bit magical, aren't they? And when children read them, like Matilda, she's she's kind of making things move with her eyes. Yes. Like, you know, there are so many examples. George's Marvelous Medicine, there's so many things. Like he was channeling, like he, don't you think? Yeah. It's about how you can manifest. That's it. And there are so many. Oh, isn't there that beautiful quote about, um, I think there's a Quentin Blake illustration of, a female who maybe doesn't have what people would describe as aesthetically beautiful features but it's basically saying if you're beautiful on the inside that will shine out through your face and you'll always be beautiful literally sent this to my friend the other day it is I think it's if you have if you have good thoughts they will shine out of your face like sunbeams and you will always look lovely I think it's that yeah again that gives me goosebumps it's like oh it's so there's just so much good stuff around this and I hope as people are listening to this they're they're getting that feeling of oh yeah what could I how could this impact my life how could I make a positive change how could I take back a little bit of that power and just see something really lovely really wonderful happen in my life now we kind of started off this episode talking about introversion. So there we were we were in the cozy club in Birmingham we were talking about a million and one things and we we talked about introversion and how actually introversion could be a bit of an untapped manifestation power. Do you want to just talk about your take on that? Yeah, I think I discovered this um, when I was 25 and I stopped drinking and I talked about it in my other episode um, about how that changed my life. Um, 
but I'd gone from this place of kind of being I mean I don't think my friends would have called me an energy vampire I think they I mean I hope they wouldn't have done but I relied on them to fill me up mm-hmm. um and I remember kind of going on this accidentally going on this healing journey and I remember sitting in my flat in London um all on my own and my friend that I was had potentially said maybe we'll do something maybe we won't hadn't messaged me back and I had these like piles of books around me that were really interesting and there was a few documentaries I wanted to watch on the TV and I suddenly had this really exciting feeling of I don't need anybody I'm really happy I've got so many interesting things to do I really don't mind if my friend doesn't message me I am all good and I think um you know as you said it is a balance because being on your own can become an avoidant behavior if you're looking at attachment styles um and actually really we're talking about I suppose being a secure attachment in when we're talking about being an ambivert mm-hmm. um but I think getting making friends with your introverted side and learning how to be on your own and learning how to fill up your own your own energy battery mm-hmm. um and to save your me time can be a massive manifestation tool I mean also if you're thinking about we were talking about being really healed and working on yourself so that you can become more powerful you need to be on your own to have that peace and quiet to journal and reflect and ask yourself those questions of like what's this emotion showing me if you're numbing out by being around people 24 7 you're not giving yourself the headspace to do that yeah completely and I think with actual manifestation a lot of the problem is people put their focus on the external. So people say things like, I'll be happy when, or yeah. I'll be happy if. And I think sometimes in relationships, people go, oh, I need someone to make me happy. And I think it's about being as whole, as complete as you can be in that moment, because it's always a journey, and then being magnetic for those friends, for that relationship, but then being an an amazing addition rather than a filling a gap in us it's like we need to be if you want to manifest anything it comes from within and a lot of it as Lacey talks about now um, we'll talk about Lacey in a second but Lacey Phillips if you're interested she's a a great podcaster and and coach that we both love it's a lot of manifestation comes from self-worth and if I think about the money mindset stuff I talk about a lot of that is if you do not feel worthy of those clients and that money, you can't manifest it because you're not a vibrational match. You're sending out a message of, I need the clients, I want the clients, I want the money. But you're also sending out a vibration of, I don't deserve it. I feel guilty for having it. I can't have it. It's not for me. And you're just you're just out of alignment. But I think with introversion, or at least being an ambivert, so having an element of introversion, you're mm. taking that back and you're going, I'm whole as I am. I'm recharging my battery, like you were saying, by reading a book, by doing this, by going for a walk on my own. And if your friend then messages you, you're like, oh, amazing, I get to see them. It's not, oh, now they've taken away. It's great, something to add to me. But if they're not here, I'm absolutely whole and complete as I am. I love the way you just put that, Victoria. It's all about wholeness, isn't it? And if you're whole, if you really feel whole, then you are going to be right in the middle of that continuum where you can take or leave a bit of both and you don't need anything. Um, And I think one of the things that I really, really believe in um, as a coach is we are all whole, but we don't always see ourselves as being whole. And it's it's starting to realise and recognise what's already there uh, and bring that wholeness out. Because I think many traumas throughout our lives have 
kind of made us feel not whole mm. uh, if that makes sense yeah and to go back to that yeah like I can think of times when I have like at school or something maybe I wasn't the slimmest or I wasn't the tallest or I didn't have the best skin or something like that and it makes you you compare yourself and you go I don't look like that person I haven't got that grade I haven't got this and it sort of takes a piece away from you or it makes you feel like it's taking a piece away so then you start going oh, I don't feel good, right, what do I need? I need to add that piece back in. And we externalize that into, I need to be taller, slimmer, prettier, I need a boyfriend, I need a girlfriend, I need an A grade, I need money, I need, but we don't. Welcome numbing behaviors. Oh yes, bring them on. (laughs) Yeah. And And actually that's, um, when you have like shamanic healing, one of the things that they do is uh, soul retrieval. So I think you were just channeling then Victoria, because that links in with so many things I've learned about um, shamanism, shamanism, shamanism. Either. (laughs) I say, I say both. And actually, okay. So I think stereotypically, I could imagine that someone who was the stereotypical extrovert, if they were in lockdown, for example, they would have really struggled because hang on a minute, they've lost their, their thing. They've lost their behavior. They've lost being around people. They've mm-hmm. lost, maybe if this is someone who's like a coach, they couldn't do events in the same way. Yeah. You can do it on zoom, but you're not around people. And then the sort of stereotypical complete introvert when they have to go back into the workplace or when they have to be around lots of people, they've lost their sanctuary mm-hmm. of, of kind of alone time. But if you can, yeah be the kind of person that can adapt and and actually can feel whole in both situations you've got massive power because you're not dictated by the external I would probably and this is a sweeping generalization but I would probably um kind of guess that people who are really extreme extroverts and do have relied on other people um to recharge them probably were more likely to drink a lot of alcohol in lockdown mm. they would associate that with socializing right yeah. and, mm-hmm. and that would be a good way of distracting themselves from their own company yeah. um and I would say the really extreme extroverts would be the ones that are more anxious about coming back out into the into the wild if you like yeah that's obviously a generalization right I've got a question and I don't know the answer to this I'm just sort of thinking out loud but right I don't know and obviously people will see this in different ways but do you think it's possible that every human being is born as a we're going to call it ambivert Mm. but they then develop into potentially introverts or extroverts based on their nurture so based on their experiences so it's almost like Mm. a coping mechanism and or I don't or, or a numbing behavior or a something but that everyone has the ability to be like like we would talk about manifestation everyone is whole everyone is complete yeah. it's just about going back to finding that do you think we can generalize that to introversion and extroversion as well well I think if we're going to take the opinion and this is a commonly held opinion isn't it that when we are born we are whole and yeah. then some people even say that when you're is it up until the age of one or two you can remember your past lives if you believe in that kind mm-hmm. of thing um but if you see yourself, if you see it, if you take that as true, that when we're born, we're whole, um, it's your experiences between the ages of naught and 11 that really shape your your the infrastructure of your brain, right, and kind of form your personality. And I think there's a lot of things that we say about children to them in their earshot that kind of form their limiting beliefs and their core beliefs about themselves. Yeah. And yeah I I and and lots of those mini traumas that we have some of them not so many Mm -hmm. in in that 
uh, kind of part of our development do hugely affect and I think a lot of it as we say it 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 all comes back to not feeling whole and not feeling enough doesn't it and and then as an adult you have you know we're really lucky that we live in an age and we were in a situation where we've we have the resources and the knowledge available to us where we can understand how to heal those things right yeah um but and I feel massively grateful for that for for all those reasons it's like the um behavioral psychologists say we're born with a tabula rasa so literally blank slate we are born neutral which others might see as healed or whole or perfect or whatever and then our environment leads us to take on experiences that we either perceive to be good or bad or they get stored with certain emotions certain codes and that's what shapes us into the person but I think yeah we we're so lucky to be in an age right now where these kind of podcasts exist where conversations exist talking about feelings um I don't even dare think how many generations I would have to go back but probably not that many where you know it would never be talked about that you were feeling an emotion it was like no you don't talk about that no we don't discuss that um I don't know if you've seen the film A Dangerous Method but it's about um loosely about Freud and about Carl Jung and Kira Knightley's character is I think they call her a hysterical woman which lots of women got called and one of the things is women were not allowed to go to the doctors unchaperoned so there wasn't even a space to have a conversation about how your body was feeling let alone your mental state mm-hmm. and and not to kind of spoil the film but obviously Freud and Carl Jung were very much like hang on a minute your mind and your subconscious plays a massive role maybe it's the mind creating these hysterical symptoms and maybe there's something we can do about it how amazing I mean, is that huge conversation to have there about the patriarchy um that I think is probably a whole podcast episode <laughs> of itself um yeah. I mean I know I remember studying um what the mad woman in the attic a critical essay when I was at university about you know um Matt Bertha mad Bertha and Jane Eyre vaguely like yeah. I haven't read it but I understand yeah the sort of concept yeah just just basically you know if a woman had an emotion then she was hysterical and needed to be locked in the attic and there was something wrong with her I mean god forbid we should feel or think anything when we've been locked in the house I mean no, <laughs> surely we would just feel neutral and we could be a complete introvert yeah, yeah I think anyway that's a that's going something. On like tangent so if you had to summarize like the key things we've talked about today what's what stood out for you in this episode um for me, um, it is that um, re- reframing what we mean by introversion, extroversion, and kind of introducing this idea of a balance, um, aiming towards a balanced model where we, we're we all exploring our extroverted and our introverted sides. But I think most importantly, considering how we recharge our batteries ourselves yeah. um, and kind of taking on board that the more we can recharge ourselves, by ourselves the more powerful we are um and also the better our relationships will be with other people completely and I think the other thing I would add to that is that healing piece and however you know we're all on a healing journey it's not a oh you've got something to heal you're you're bad you're good or or that it ends necessarily but more about finding the tools whether that is through coaching or whether that's through you know things like this podcast to look at things and and be like oh this is an opportunity my body's showing me a symptom or my mind is showing me a feeling that's not a bad feeling 
why am I feeling like that? Is it something I want to maintain or is it something yeah. I want to look at and, and, and maybe work through and rewrite? And I think that again takes the pressure off. Yeah. Oh my God. But also I did love how you said, cause this is me definitely, it's still okay to be crying in your pillow for a few minutes. Like we're not talking about spiritual bypass. We're not talking about toxic positivity. No, we're no, talking about positive. feel the feelings, you know, have yeah. a shout, have a scream, you know, say what you need to say and then go, Whew, wow. Okay. What do I want to do about this? How do I want to heal it? Yeah. And it's, it's seeing every experience is helpful. Yeah. If you, if you allow it to be, and mm-hmm. it's giving yourself a space to say, what is this? What What is this showing me? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, Annika, thank you so much for joining me today. We will be back with more episodes. But as ever, I always say, you know, if you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to come and join the podcast. No, we're on the podcast, the Instagram family. And my Instagram is at victoria.maskell. But Annika, can you tell people where they can come and find out more about you? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram as well. And my handle is at coaching by Annika. And Annika is spelled A-N-N-E-K-A. Um, and if you go to my website, you can also download my free guide, which is 30 Days Sober Curious Reset, if you're interested in being sober and how it affects your manifestations. And my website address is coachingbyannika.co.uk. Awesome. And you probably guessed, I think Annika is absolutely amazing. So make sure you go and follow her. Join her little Instagram family as well. Go and, and, and let us know that you've been listening to this episode. And if there's anything that you want the two of us to talk about in the next episode, drop one of us or both of us a message. And we would love to do that because yeah. I'm looking forward to more episodes like this. I hope you are too, Annika. Me too. I've had a great time. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Right. We will see you very soon in another episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this content, I would so love it if you could leave me an iTunes review. You would totally make my day and you'd help this podcast to reach other listeners just like you. And if you know someone who this content would help, then please share it with them. Share the love, share the positivity. I hope you all have a wonderful and prosperous day and I will see you all in the next episode.